Okay, so holding Tarek does Vav, right? So, so let's just uh, reiterate a little bit over here where some of the basics. And when Tarek Aleph, the Alter Rebbe defined what a Tzadik Arashan and Benanir is. Right. In other words, usually we're used to learning that a tzaddik is someone that's uh, like you bought today for the rabbi in Hilchus Tshuva. That a tzaddik is someone that's uh, majority good. Reiv, reiv is what it's called. So, I've explained that that's that that this that it says that in some places that's only legabe how we treat him in terms of inish, what kind of reward he's going to get, what kind of punishment he's going to get. But in terms of what kind of person he is, he bought many rayas that a Benini is someone that doesn't do any Avedis whatsoever, is someone that's not, uh, does, even if he does one Avedis, he's already a Rasha. That's what he explained in Perekav, but many lies from the Gemara. Right. So, and that's what we've been discussing the last few Perek, is uh, Frakim is exactly who is this Benini. Right. He's not a Tzaddik, why he's still a Benini. But one thing with that... Uh, so he didn't do any Avedis? Doesn't do any Avedis. So he pay, may have done in the past and then done Shuv and become a different, so new person. Do but Sorry? So he didn't do any mitzvah. But then how is he a Benini? Benini means. Sorry? No, no, no. He does all the mitzvahs he's supposed to do. He learns Tayra day and night. No Avedis. Yeah. And he's a Benini. means that, like we've explained, that it's a, a someone that's. A, that the difference between a Tzaddik and a Benini is that a Benini, he controls his throat, speech, and action and entire, entirely doesn't do anything that's wrong in terms of throat, in Peil Mamish, like the Lashon in the previous Peter, Peil Mamish, in, in actuality. But his heart still desires not something that's not uh, good. Whereas a Tzaddik is someone that's changed his heart and his emotions to the degree that he only wants what's good. He only wants something that's connected to the Avedis Hashem. So, so one thing that comes out right away from, the, uh, from this distinction, this new way of defining what a Benini is and what a Tzaddik is, that there's another realm of Avedis Hashem besides for what you have to do. In other words, we're used to thinking, you know, you go, you learn Shulchan Aruch, and there's, there's a whole bunch of do's and don'ts, and that's the main thing, which ultimately that is the most important thing, keeping exactly what it says and, doing, and not doing what you're not supposed to do. But there's, a, there's another layer there also. The fact that we could call a Benini someone that only does good and doesn't do any bad, he's still a Benini, obviously shows us that there's another layer. Right? Because otherwise, what would be the difference between him and a tzaddik? So there's this, like, remember when we started learning Tanya, he said, he's going to be explaining here the Pasuk, And, we, and he said, He's coming here to explain how was it accessible and how was it in reach to serve Hashem. Like we explained then, the main question really is, not about the beficha and the lasaysay part, not about serving Hashem with one's wealth, splitting taita, davening, or say doing what you have to do, shaking a lulav, putting on tefillin. You know, everyone understands that it's doable. It's, that's something that you could do if you only want to. It's, the real question is the bulvavcha aspect. The real question is, how does one start getting his heart, his emotion involved with Avedis Hashem? Because seemingly a person's not really in control of his emotions. If you don't like a certain food, you can't just say from tomorrow on, I'm going to start liking that food. In other words, how does, how does one make that his heart should also start having a shaykhist to Avedis Hashem, right? So, and that's like we explained also in the first shiurim. You know, the Baal Shem Tev was, um, was like a, some, this exav from an old chassid that it says, 
until the Basham came to the world, at that time, the Yiddish nation was like in a matzah of his alphas, which means they had fainted, so to speak. And the Basham which his name was Rabbi Yisrael, just like when someone faints, you call him by his name. So the Basham was here to awaken Klai Yisrael from their faint. Right? So when someone's fainted, it's not the Pshat that he's not there anymore. His body is, is complete. It's not the Pshat that he's amputated a part of his body. Every part of his body is there. The only question is, is the life felt, right? The Chayis is not felt when he's fainted. And you have to return that Chayis. So the Basham didn't come to teach us, you know, different Minhagim or different... Uh, Parts of uh, different inyanim, different mitzvahs. Only the Anshi Aknesses Hagdeiluk and Mesak and different takanas and new mitzvahs, so to speak, mitzvahs that abandon. That's not what the Baal Shem Tov came to do. He came to uh, to give light, to give chayis into the Torah mitzvahs that it should be bulvavcha, that it should be in a way that a person's emotion is also there. Right. So that's that's uh, that's really what really Tani is all about. So now that we've discussed what a Bainani is, and we said that a Bainani primarily serves Hashem more in the of Poyal Mamish, that was the lesson we had in the in last Pedic and Pedic In other words, his primary focus is on getting doing what's right because that's what he's able to be in control of. Not every person is in control of his heart. But the fact that Hashem wants us to serve Hashem Bulvavcha, the fact that that's the difference between a Bainani and Tzadik, shows that there, every Yid really has to have some sort of uh, serving Hashem in a way of Bilvav also. It's not enough just what you do. There has to be the, the emotion there also. Right? And like we actually discussed in the end of last Pedic, that even a Benini has to have some sort of striving towards the union of a Tzaddik also. He has the Shavu of, of Tehid Tzaddik. So even though a Benini, it's not his job to become a Tzaddik necessarily, or perhaps even Badafke not, like we'll learn in later Prakim, some Benini at least, that's not their job whatsoever. But the aspect of the of serving Hashem Bulvavcha, everyone has to have in their level the serving Hashem Bulvavcha aspect also. And that's what we're going to explain in this Patek. We're going to explain that there's a, a, a fundamental difference between a Benini who awakens Avas Hashem to some degree, love of Hashem in his heart to some degree, to, than a Benini that doesn't have Avas Hashem. It actually not just, it's not just a difference if, if he's doing it with a Chayis and if, he's, if his heart is there and he's, and he's really there. It's a, a difference in Poyal Mamish also. He's going to explain that it it affects how he acts in the service of the Ebeshter. A Benini who serves Hashem because, you know, naturally it's easy for him to serve Hashem. So he doesn't ever need to awaken that burning Avas Hashem in his heart. Is he can go a whole life and never do an Aveda and serve Hashem properly. However, he's never going to do more than he's used to doing. He's never going to do more than his comfort zone. He'll do everything that it says in Shulchan Aruch. But adding and going out of his comfort zone, that's not what he's, he's not going to do that. In order for a person to go out of their comfort zone, there has to be an aspect of bulvavcha there. That's what we're going to learn in this painting. There has to be an aspect of bulvavcha. There has to be an aspect of a person affecting his heart, understanding the greatness of Hashem, getting excited about Avedis Hashem. Only that could really tilt the person towards the direction of leaving his comfort zone, going out of his nature, and going doing a lot more than he's used to doing. So the difference of serving Hashem bulvavcha versus not serving Hashem bulvavcha is not just a question of did you also affect your heart? Did you affect your inner emotions? Did you, are you part of this whole process of serving the Abish Are you just doing deeds that don't have a part of you? It's not just a question of how much is it connected to you. It's also a question of actually what you're going to do. How much are you going to serve Hashem? As someone who does a service Hashem Bilvancha ends up doing a lot more, ends up going out of his comfort zone, learning a lot more, doing mitzvahs on a whole other level like we're going to learn in this period. That's, the, that's what he's going to discuss in this period. And then comes Perek Tazayin and Perek Yudzayin, Prakim Tazayin and Yudzayin which really discuss how a Benini could have any aspect of Bovavcha. Because Bovavcha really means that a person loves Hashem. And a Benini, his heart, desires 
Gashmis right? So, like we said, is it possible to change the emotions of someone's heart? If you desire Gashmis, how could you start suddenly desire, start having an Avas Hashem? May let Sadik, that's his whole Madrege. Sadik is that he, his heart doesn't desire any more Gashmis, he desires the Abishter. But a Benini, who's not on that level, he can't change his heart, so how could he actually have a Bulvavcha? Right, so this Vedic is going to speak about the stress, how important it is the Bulvavcha by a Benini. Prakim to Zayin and Yud Zayin are going to discuss how to have the Bulvavcha even by a Benini. And then, like I said, I mentioned last week to Bakiva, Perik Yud Zayin is kind of like a seal of, I would say, the first Chelek of Tanya, Perik Yud Zayin. From Perik Yud Ches, there's a whole new thing already. Not a whole new thing, it's all, it's all connected, but it's, a, it's, like it's going on another, another approach of serving the Ebishter, like we'll have to learn when we get to Perik Yud Ches and Vaiter. But Perik uh, Zayin, that's like a seum of the, you know, discussing the Avedis Habenini on, on a simple level. All right, okay. So let's, um, let's start the Perik Tezvafel. According to everything that we've explained before about the difference between a Benini and a Tzadik, that even a Benini is someone that totally does everything that he's supposed to do. He's not a person that ever does Avedis. And nevertheless, he's a Benini, he's not a Tzadik because he still struggles, he still, his heart still desires things that he's not supposed to desire, he struggles to serve the Ebeshter, whereas a Tzadik is someone that's not struggling, he's just going higher and higher in Kedusha Gufa, because he doesn't have those struggles, his heart is not pulling him to the other place. So according to that, Yuvam Ashikosav will understand what it says in the Pesach, the Shaft of Tzadik L'Rasha, that you could, it says, you'll see the difference between a tzaddik and a rasha, and between someone who serves the Abishter and someone who did not serve the Abishter. So the Gemara already asks a question. The Gemara says, What's the difference between the tzaddik and the Eved Elikim? Right? What's the difference between a rasha and loyavade, someone who doesn't serve the Abishter? And what's the difference between a tzaddik and someone who serves the Abishter? Eved Elikim. It's the same thing. But it's the same thing. That's what the Gemara asks. Now, what does the Gemara answer? The Gemara's answer is going to be discussed later in this Patek. The Gemara asks, sorry? Where's the Gemara? Where's the Gemara? I think in Yuma. I remember it slipped out of my mind. I think it's in Yuma. You want to remember? Ari, remember where it is? Where's the Gemara? If you remember, it's us. I'll look for you afterwards. I'm sorry, it slipped my mind. Yeah, so, so he says, uh, so, so the, Gemara, the, the, the Gemara answers like this. The Gemara says that it's a, uh, that, that the difference between uh, it says Mara says there's a difference between someone who is like you know he does his usual course of learning he learns everything a hundred times and then there's someone who has everything over a hundred and one times right so but like the Mufarshim already asked that, that L'Chur is seemingly is only explaining the difference between Asha Vodai to a, tzad, to, a, to a Rasha. In other words, Dashaloya Vada doesn't mean a Rasha, right? doesn't mean a Rasha because a Rasha means someone who Pasha doesn't serve the Ebishta, doesn't uh, does Avedis. Ashaloya Vada is someone who doesn't do Avedis. He, he's, he's okay. The only thing is, he's not a person which is Avedil Kim. He's not a person which is Shayna Pirkimea Pam Vechat, right? He doesn't go beyond his nature. That's what the Gemara's answer answers. But the question is, what's the difference between a tzaddik and an Eved That the Gemara doesn't answer. Mufarshim asked that question. We're going to get into you know, how they explain how the Gemara answers it. But that's already a question that the, that the Mufarshim asked. The Gemara is only explaining the difference between a loya to a rasha. A loya 
is not a Rasha. He's a good person. He's, he's, he's fine. He does everything he's supposed to do. He's just not Shayna Pirke Me'apam and right? But what's the difference between a Tzadik and Ayyavid Alakim? So says the Alter Rebbe, according to what we've explained before about the difference between a Tzadik and a Benini, we understand the difference between a Tzadik and Ayyavid Alakim. Shahaf, Rishbin Ayyavid Alakim, Latzadiku. The difference between Ayyavid Alakim and a Tzadik is Shahaavid Ulashan Hoiva. Ayyavid is in present tense. He's currently serving the Ebeshter. He's currently being Ovid. And he's in, in the middle of the process of the Avedah. What is the Avedah? The constant battle with the Yitzhahara, with the Nefesh Bahamis, to overcome it and to kick it out of the Irktana. Remember the Guf, right? The Guf is the Irktana, that the Nefesh Kis and the Nefesh Bahamis are constantly fighting over control of the Irktana of the Guf. So the Bainani is still always in the middle of this process of being Megadish. Banishing the Yitzhahara, the Nefesh Abahamis, from the Ir Ktana. That it should never actually go and be mislabish. The Nefesh Abahamis should never be mislabish in the Ivarim of the Guf, the actual limbs of the body. In other words, he should never be able to actualize its desires. He should never be able to do something either in thought, speech, and actions, which is not correct. In other words, like this. the word Avedah, when we say Avedah means something which is hard. It's an Avedah, it's hard, it's not easy. What, what, is, what constitutes as an Avedah? This, this, someone, someone could say, what's an Avedah? If you have a tzaddik that serves Hashem in such a way that his, you know, he barely sleeps, and when he davens, he stands on his feet for, for five hours, Maybe he's an Ayyved al-Lakim, serving Hashem with a lot of Avedah, with a lot of, it's much it's, 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 it takes away the Kaychus of, of the Guf. But the truth is that even something which is physically very straining and very hard is not, is yet not necessarily considered Avedah. Like let's say for example, someone has a Rebbe Muvik Mamasha, Big Tzadik, and his Rebbe is finally visiting his town. His Rebbe lives very far, lives in Eretz Yisrael, and his Rebbe is visiting his town in, in, somewhere in Chutzlaretz, right? So, so he knows that his Rebbe is going to come visit, so he wants to set up a beautiful tish and a beautiful ceremony, Kabbalah for his Rebbe, so he's going to schlep t- chairs and, and, and benches and, and, and tables, etc., and it might be very physically straining. Is it going to be hard for him to do it? He may, he's not going to feel it at all. He'll, he'll, he'll do it mamish, you know, because he's so excited about this monumental event that happens once in a lifetime. Finally, his Rebbe is visiting his town. He gets to show all the people the greatness of his Rebbe. What's greater than that? He doesn't feel any greatness, any more geschmack than that. So he's going to do it with the greatest chayis and the greatest geschmack. So physically, it might be like a very straining, but that's not avayda necessarily. Avayda means to do something that's against the person's desire and against his will. Right? That's called Avaidah. That's a strain. That's something which is really, really hard for a person. So who is always constantly doing this, continuing to do this, Avaidah? Only a Bainani. A Bainani is always within the process of still being Ayyavid Alakim. Presently, he's being Ayyavid Alakim. Because he always has a desire to do what he's not supposed to be doing. And nevertheless, he overcomes that desire. So he's an Ayyavid Alakim, in the present tense. Lashon Hoiva. Fahainu a Bainani. That's the Bainani. Sorry? Rush, Rush is not even though Lakim. In the times that he's so, in that time he's acting like a Benin. He's doing like we explained before. In the, that's midas abenini. At that time, when he serves the Eibush, he's acting like a abenini. But the reason why he's called a Rasha is not because of the times that he's serving the Eibush. The reason why he's called a Rasha is because he sometimes doesn't serve the Eibush. So the Eved Lakim is only the Benin. Right? The Eved Lakim is the Benin. But Avlat Tzadik, a Tzadik, we're not going to call him an Eved Lakim because he's not presently. Doesn't presently have this yigia, this avoda, 
What he would be called is Nikre Eved Hashem. B'Shem HaToyar, K'me Shem Chochom E'Melech. Sh'kfar Nase Chochom E'Melech. When you say about a person that he's a Chochom, he's a major, he's a very big Chochom, does that mean that he has the potential to become a Chochom? He's a bright child and therefore he can, when you say this Chochom, like in Chazal, he was a Chochom, right? A Chochom means he's already mastered the art of Chochmah. He's right now a master of Chachman. Therefore, he's called a Chacham. If you say someone's a Melech, it doesn't mean that he has potential. He has majestic qualities. You know, if, the, if, this, uh, if his nation decides to go and, and, and elect someone as a king, he would be the right candidate. You're not going to call him a Melech because of that. You'll say he has Malchastika attributes. You're not going to say he's a Melech. Right? And Eved Hashem means that you've already mastered the idea of Aved Hashem. That's a tzaddik. A tzaddik is by nature an Eved Hashem. He's a person that the Atsim is given over to the Amishtim. But Aveda, to say that he's presently doing Aveda, that's Tafka the Benini. Aveda the Lakit. So therefore, sorry? There's no, there's no stagnant. A tzaddik also has to. It's in Ruchni's. A tzaddik goes out, exactly. But the thing is that Yoyster Tzaddik's alias are always within in Kedusha Gufa, so he doesn't have that burning desire, the opposite. In other words, so he does, so that, the Aveda part. This idea of Aveda, which is the struggle that Tzaddik doesn't have, right? Of course he's serving Hashem. Of course he's going higher and higher. But that's not, that's not Aveda. Aveda is a struggle, that there's a force pulling you the other direction. And that's the Afghan Bainani that has that force pulling in the other direction. You could also say that the Sionists are much higher at the higher level, right? So if he was only faced with the Bainani's challenges, he would be. Would just be like Tzaddik's uh, Yisrael is so harder. Right. Okay, but it has so to be, so yeah, it's but, even harder. No, we have to understand what it means. No, you're making it strong with the question. Yeah, but he's struggling. He's struggling with Israel. But we have to understand what it means, the Sionist by Tzaddik. Okay, right? yeah, it's just, what is it? Yeah, but the struggle is by Tzaddik. We have to understand what that means. In other words, that's very different to the struggle. It's not the Pshat that there's a force that's it's something very, very different. It's not. So therefore, that kind of struggle wouldn't be called avoda necessarily. It's it's called. You could say he did a did a davar gadol. It's not avoda. Avoda means there's this battle. There's two forces. There's one force pulling him in this direction, another force pulling him in the other direction. Right? That's avoda. And that's the only one that's presently doing avoda is the is the Bainani. Whereas the tzaddik is a master of avoda Hashem already. He's an Evet Hashem. Moshe Evet Hashem. We call Moshe Evet Hashem. Wasn't called Evet Alakim. Moshe was called an Evet Hashem. Evet Alakim. That's the Bainani. So that answers why the pasuk says. That there is a tzaddik and there is a Avidalakim. The tzaddik is the tzaddik, the tzaddik that we were talking about till now, and the Avidalakim is the Bainani that we were talking about till now. Okay. Now he says, But Bainani yesh gamkin shte madregis. Avidalakim vashaloya vade. He says like this. The Pasuk talks about four madregis, right? Tzaddik, Rasha, Avidalakim vashaloya vade. The tzaddik is the tzaddik, the Rasha is the Rasha. Who's the Avidalakim? We just said a Bainani. But the truth is the Al Shaloya Vada is also a Bainani. Because there are two Madregas by a Bainani. That's what we're going to discuss now. There's a Bainani that's called an Avada, Avidalakim, and there's a Loya Vada. There's a Bainani that's Loya Vada. What he's going to explain is that you have a kind of person that's like naturally like a Tzadakal. I don't mean a Tzadak, the Madrega of a Tzadak. You know what people call a Tzadakal? Like a naturally, he's a naturally a good person. Naturally, what he's going to call Masmid Betivai. You have people that from when they were born, they were nimshach b'teva to maskalis, to, to learning, and it was never a struggle for them to sit and learn day and night. And they didn't have taivas. They don't have, they're, they're, not, they're not bali taiva. They're not people that, are, that have burning taivas. So the fact that they are a bainani, someone who never does what's wrong, because they have basic Yiddish etc., right? That's, a, uh, that's something very natural for them. 
that was always like that, and they didn't, never had a big struggle, <laughs> right? So, so if that kind of person doesn't push himself, he's still a Bainani because he's not a Russia. He doesn't do anything wrong. But if that person doesn't push himself to go out of his comfort zone and do something a lot greater than what he should be doing based on his nature, he's Asher Loyavadeh. He's a Bainani, but he's Loyavadeh. Because he doesn't have the Aveda aspect. What do we just say Aveda is? Aveda is a struggle, right? The, the, a, a someone that, either someone that was born with Tivus, which is most of us, not a Masmid B'tivay, has Tivus, and overcame that and became a Benni, he's an Aveda Lakim, or someone that is a Masmid B'tivay, but didn't just stay with his regular nature of Asmada, he did something drastic to become a lot greater than his natural Madrega. He's a, he could be called an Eved Alakim also. So an Eved Alakim is someone that pushes himself and that goes beyond his nature. He's not a Rasha, but he doesn't have that mile of Aved Hashem. Right? That's, that's the two Madregas in, um, in, 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 in Benin that he's going to talk about now. So and he's going to explain over here that, that for this Avadai to be an Eved Alakim, for that you need Avas Hashem. For that you need to work on Avas Hashem. In other words, what's, what, what gives a person a drive to fight to constantly fight and to overcome a, a desire that's the other way, or someone which is naturally a massive abitiva, to go way beyond his nature, it's not enough. You know, you can have a tzaddikul that's born like that, right? And he's naturally a good person, and he's going to continue to serve the Abish like that his whole life. What's going to give him a drive to go way beyond his nature? Only a bilvavcha aspect, only an aspect that pushes him to feel part of the process that he wants to get connected to the Abish. So then he has a burning desire not just to do what's right. He wants to connect to Hashem. He wants to connect to Hashem. He's going to go way beyond his nature and connect to Hashem in the highest way possible for him to connect to Hashem. So the Bulvavcha aspect is what causes a Bainli to be an Oyvedelakim. Without the Bulvavcha, if he just has the Bafiha, the Lasaisai, he could be an, a Bainani, but he'll be an Alayavate Bainani. Right? For a, for a regular person that struggles, and, and definitely for a Mass Bativa that wants to be Oyvedelakim, there has to be that Bulvavcha aspect to serve the Eivishter. Right? Just want to explain just a little bit more. But this Eved Alakim, you know, why it's such, a, such an important midah to be Eved Alakim and not just to be Ashaloya Vode, is, you know, we've, we've, um, we've explained many times, right, that, that the truth is that Enoid Muvad, that there's nothing besides the Eved And um, our Aved in this world is always to be as much possible a Kaili for that truth. In other words, to be someone that that truth shines through him. That his actions and his speech, thought, speech, and action, his whole being reflects that truth that there's nothing besides the Abishta. He feels himself less and he feels more the Abishta, and thereby allowing that truth to, to sit in him more and more. So, so a Bainani, someone who never does anything wrong in thought, speech, and action, so on one level, you know, there's one part of him that's sort of like a Kaili, sort of like a vessel. A, uh, something that Mavadi resonates by him. Where? In his thought, speech, and action. The fact that it's impossible for him to go against Hashem in thought, speech, and action, it's Mufrach by him, right? Shows that at least with his thought, speech, and action, it's not just that he sometimes does what Hashem wants. You know, he does a donation, gives a donation to the Abishta. It's, a, it's, a, it's an attitude that he realizes it's not mine, it's Hashem's, right? I don't have my own Machshav Demais. That we've discussed many times. That's why Abainani also has the Enid Mavadi the, um, the aspect. Right in a certain certain sense, the Enemovade aspect shines by him by a Benini. But nevertheless, if he's a loya vodai, he's a Benini, that that's his nature to be like that. So even the fact that his machshavah de is so to speak given over to Hashem has to do with his nature. Only when someone leaves his nature is he really saying it's not about me. I'm breaking myself, and therefore he's a keli for Hashem. 
for the Abishta's existence, not for his own existence. So that's why the idea of the lay of the Eved Lakim, the idea of someone going out of their own nature, is such a central theme in Aved Hashem. Because only when someone breaks his own nature is he really representing the truth that Enel Mavade, it's not about me, there's no me, there's only the Abishta. Right? Which is actually why, interesting, in other places in Chassidus, it brings that a, a deeper pshat in Oyved Lakim doesn't bring it here. It's not the, it's not directly connected to what it says here, but it, it's tied into what it says here. That Oyved is also Meloshan Ibud Eris. How do you translate Ibud Ari? It's like what? Tani. Tani. Oh, so it means that you're, but it means in Yiddish you would say Ba'arbit. In other words, right? Sorry. I mean, you're correcting it. You're making it good. You're making it right. You're making it suitable. So it says in some places that Oyved Lakim is Meloshan that you masak and shame Lakim, so to speak. Obviously, not that we're massacring in the name of the Ebersha, but the Shem Alakim, right, we mentioned in the past, is the, the, the purpose of Shem Alakim is to conceal over the truth that there's nothing besides the Ebersha. Shem Avaya is the name of Gilead of Hashem, and Shem Alakim is the name of Hester. So, so when someone is an Ebersha Alakim, like he says here, he goes out of his nature, he's also, what he's also doing is, he's Ibud, Meloshan Ibud Eidus, Ebersha Alakim, he's massacring the Hester of Shem Alakim, because he's allowing that he should be that kind of person that the Hester of Shem Alakim over the truth that there's nothing besides the Ebersha shouldn't be mastered as much, because he's going out of his nature, and therefore automatically by him, that Hester of Shem Alakim isn't as, 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 uh, as, as, betoikif, as, as strong, because he's leaving himself. So Eved Al-Kim is also Meloshan, you massacre the Hester, the Hester that there is, and the truth that there's nothing besides the Emishter, you massacre that Hester, Eved Al-Kim, Meloshan, Ibodeiris. There's a, um, there was a, um, just want to mention, there's Rabbi Siroda, right to Davin's here, his father is here a number of times. So he, said, he mentioned the story, in Russia, there was a very big chassid that his name was Abiyana Paltava. Abiyana Paltava was at the time, in the, in the um, 1930s, Stalin was uh, in charge of, was, was ruling Russia, and specifically in the late 1930s, before the war started. Once the war started, in terms of Yiddishkeit, things in Russia got a little bit better for a few years, for those years of the war, because, because the Russians were busy with other things, with the war. But in this particular, the years right before the war were the hardest years in terms of Yiddishkeit, that they, many great chassidim were shot, uh, taken away, and were shot for, for, for spreading Yiddishkeit, for making yeshivas and chadarim, etc. So Rabbi Paltava was the one that after, at that time, it was so, you know, the underground yeshiva network that there was of Tem Chetvim, of Lubavitch yeshivas, it was basically dying down. It wasn't even possible to sustain it anymore. You know, you had every person that would, would do something would be sent to Siberia afterwards. So he, and people were too scared even to, 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 to stay, step up to the plate. And this Rabbi Paltava, he stood up to the plate in the hardest times, and he said, it's going to go on. And he, you know, he, he, he divided them up into different cities. Every few bachim should go to a different city and should be hidden. And he had the, the yeshiva there. And eventually, he, he, after the war, when there was a way for the chassidim to go out of Russia, he helped them to forge passports, Polish passports, which is got, what got out many. But he himself wouldn't go until the last one went. And he was ultimately caught and, and, and killed by the Russians. Right? So, he, so he, he, um, he said, you know, he was a tremendous bamasidus nefesh. A person that was risking his life constantly for, for the sake of spreading Yiddishkeit, not even for himself. You know, you could be, a, in Russia, you could be, you were allowed to be an older person of Yid for yourself. They didn't tell you not to do mitzvahs, but you weren't allowed to teach underage, uh, under 18. You weren't, that was the biggest Aveda, to teach underage students, right? So that was what he was having Mr. Snafish for. And he actually didn't have any children of his own. So he wasn't even doing it for the sake of his kinnik of his own children. This is what he was doing for the sake of the klal. But he once was fabringing, and he was saying that. This that we're doing, that we're, you know, sacrificing a life, Mesiris Nefesh, this is all a p'chin of lay avadeh. 
That's what he said. This is all Leavadi. Why? Because we have no choice now. How else can we do Yiddishkeit now without Mesidus Nefesh? That's how, that's how he said. That's how, that's how, obviously, he really wasn't a Leavadi. But that's, that's the level of, of, a, you know, of such a Yid that he looked at himself, this is Leavadi. Because if right now the only way to serve the Abishter is by, by Pasha giving up, you know, risking your life. So this is just the basics. This is like we can't, we can't do Yiddishkeit without that. So this is still a Leavadi. Right? Avadi, that would be something, something much greater. Okay. But that's a, that's a very high level, obviously, right? Yeah. According to his understanding. Oh, but, no, I understand what he's saying. Like, it might be like... Yeah, I mean, it, it like, practically... If it gets stuck in place, there's no, like, kosher meat. So, like, you, like, you don't... Eat, yeah, but this is more than just not eating trash when there's no kosher meat. This is a constant... So, you say it's a boy to not eat trash? Yeah, but the passion. So, there you're talking about that you have a constant threat on your life, right? To do... to do to do. In other words, someone's... You're feeling constantly a threatening your ads in life and nevertheless to do it that's definitely a p'china of Aveda right that's a great onion of Aveda but in his level he looked at that still as a lay of other right yeah okay sorry oh if you do the Kabbalah Selda you're only going to have the Shedah Pekim Epam we're going to see soon let's see let's see right let's see he says, so let's inside. He says, In the Bainani, there's also two Madregas, the Ovedolakim, the Shaleavadi. And even the Shaleavadi, even the Shaleavadi, when we say he's Leavadi, we don't mean to say we're not a Russia. The Pasuk says clearly there's another person called a Russia. Shafter is a Mitzadik Ven Russia. Then Ovedolakim, the Shaleavadi. So Leavadi is not a Russia. He's someone else. He's a Bainani. He's not a Russia. Why is he not a Russia? He never did in his whole life, he never did even an Aveda Kala. Light Aveda, so to speak. The Gam Kiem Kola Mitzvah Shafshle Lakaima. And he also does all the mitzvahs that you're able to do, meaning that halachically he's required to do because he has the ability to do them. The Talmud Kiregit Kulam, right? As almost every time when he talks about keeping mitzvahs in time, he always stresses Talmud Kiregit Kulam, which would mean that. He never stopped learning any a given moment that he was able to learn, he learned. And if he wouldn't do that, he would be considered a Rasha, like we discussed before. So, he, we're not to, so we're talking about someone which is an amazing Balmadrega. He sits and learns day and night, etc. Right? But, But the only thing is, he doesn't really have a real war with his Yetzirah. Through the, how do you do the war? We've discussed in previous program. How do you win over the nefesh abamis? Through the elokus that's in your mayach, the nefesh elokus that's in the mayach. The mayach is able to control the heart and subdue the heart, and therefore you're able to overcome the nefesh abamis. But this this bainani the he doesn't have a war. He doesn't have to have a constant war and have mayach shalat al He doesn't have a constant burning desire to do what's wrong, and and he goes with his brain and he says, I understand what's right, and therefore I don't care what I want to do, and I'm not going to do what I want to do. He's not like that. Why? Because his Yetzirah is not there, it's not prevalent, it's not, it's not, it's not present to mevatlim from his Torah or Aveda. And he doesn't need to fight with it. He gives an example. He's by nature a masmid. The mother, I think it's called the... Um, I forgot the English word, the bile, bile, right? It's a part of the body. So it says that there's some people which have more marashcheda, more of the dark one, and more marluvena. I don't know what it means scientifically. I don't, I don't understand all these things of biology. It's not my uh, thing. So I don't know. I don't know how it works. But it says, it says, sorry. Even in modern medicine, it's only in the Rambam. In the I, so I, I don't know. I don't know what it means. But I know what, but it means though, psychologically, it means there are people that are more by teva, more marashcheda means they're more, you know, they're always uh, more like a depressed side. Not depressed. Depressed means that you're, 
like you, you know, you feel like you don't, you don't have chayis to do anything. But they're more on the, I don't know what the best word would be. Like, no, no. Sorry. Half glass empty. In other words, they're not looking to. Um, they're, they're not people that are looking to make jokes and be lebedic, right? There is serious, serious people. Exactly by nature, serious, right? More on the, on the uh, mel- melancholy. How do you say, melancholy, right? Like they have more of a. That means that. Sorry? That's not the word. <laughs> so that's the word. That means sad. Okay, so that's not the right word. Okay. But I mean, the other word. So that was, they're very serious and not, they're not, they don't have a, a, a light nature, right? They don't have a light nature. They have a very serious nature. Then you have people which are Marilovena, that means they have more of a lighter side. So everyone has a little bit of both, but you have someone that by him, the Marashcheda is the more, it is the Tikbeiris of the Marashcheda by him. And therefore, he doesn't have such a big struggle. To, uh, to sit and learn. Like it says, it brings in, in Svanim, it brings at the Bosafim Akkadimim, you know, by the Goyish philosophers, the original big philosophers, like, you know, you had Aristotle and Plato, these very, very big Chacham that the Rambam bases a lot of his Meir Nebuchim on, on things that they write. So, so they were great, great thinkers. And they, it says that some of them came from, no, from, from, from very, like, great families for nobility. And they, Be'etzim had all, they could have had access to all the Taivas of the world, but they didn't care whatsoever about any Taivas. They left all the Taivas just to be misbaited about Chachmas. And this is, this is Goyim. In other words, you see that it doesn't even have to do with the nefesh kiss. You can have a person that, by nature, with the nature of his nefesh abamis, he's like he's a, he's a natural. He's, a, he's a, he has nothing better to do than than sit and learn. That's that's uh, that's the type of person that he is. He's on a higher level by nature. He, he just he enjoys intellectual stimulation. That's what he enjoys. He doesn't enjoy stam taivus. And like he says, he doesn't have that this, the constant issue with taivus nashim. Because he's like a mitzunan. He's not this people which are more chamimistic betivam. He's a mitzunan betivam. Therefore, he doesn't struggle with that taiv at all. Right? He's, uh, you have people that are not, they don't, by nature, you know, just like you have now, you had with Corona, people lost their sense of uh, taste and their sense of smell. So you have people that even maybe if they have a sense of taste and smell, but it's not so, such a big thing by them. They don't feel it so much. They don't, uh, they don't gain any great hanov from these things anyway. So they don't, so such a person, right, is by him, he, he, it's not a big struggle for him to serve the Amishta. So, he doesn't need to be We'll see in a second why he doesn't need to a little bit, but he doesn't need to be about the greatness of Hashem. Remember, we've discussed in previous Prakim the way that a person brings to Yiras Hashem or Avas Hashem is by being understanding in Bina, the greatness of Hashem. It's not enough Chachmah. It's not enough that he just learns in a for something that it says about Gdullah Hashem and it kind of clicks in his mind. It has to be really in Bina that he really has to understand it. And when he really understands it, what he causes is the union of Das. Das is that he's able to zoom in and focus on it in a way that he becomes attached to what he understood. So when he has that, he starts to have emotions of either Yiddish Hashem or Avas Hashem, or fearing Hashem and, and loving Hashem. And, and so, so a, a, a Stama person that struggles is he's going to need to have this inyan of Yiddish Hashem and Avas Hashem to cause him to be a person that doesn't constantly struggle. In other words, maybe let me speak out before we read inside. If we, you know, we've mentioned in the previous Pedic that there's a concept called Avativis. This is something that we're going to learn about much more in Pedic Yitches and Vaita. But we mentioned it in passing in the previous Pedic and it's in the Geta here, that there's a natural love that every single Yid has to the Eibishter. Yid not called Eav Naturally, deep down, every single Yid loves the Eibishter. And that's why we said in the previous Perek, every single Yid, by nature, doesn't want to separate himself from Hashem. And when it comes to an Isayan of Shmat, Chas V'Shalom, he's willing even to give up his life, even if it's a Kal Shabbat he gives up his life for not to separate himself from Hashem. Right? So, so now, we said in the previous Perek that 
a Bainan, there's a person that's not really like, let's say, necessarily in the Madreg of a Bainanim, but nevertheless, at any given moment, he could act like a Bainani and control his types. How does he do that? By remembering that hidden love that he has to the Yebishter. Right? Because he remembers the fact that he doesn't want to separate himself from Hashem. That he would give up his life for that. And he says, he understands that really through every Aveda you separate yourself from Hashem. So is it, I don't want to be, I don't want to separate myself from Hashem. I don't want to be a shaita, the Kalshul Bakalib, that doesn't differentiate, that, that makes a differentiation between the Stam and Aveda and the Inyan of Aveda Zad. So he says, he doesn't want to separate. So therefore that will cause him not to do the Aveda. Now, that kind of awakening, the, uh, the Avativis, that's only a recipe for someone who wants to, right now, on the moment, he's struggling, and he wants to get, you know, do the right thing, so he remembers that avatis. But if someone wants to be a bainani, which means that he should be a person that, by him, it's agifrekt, it's, 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 it's totally out of the question for him to do an Aveda, just like the Moshe we've given many times to someone on Yom Kippur, that it's impossible for Te'ir on Yom Kippur, He's, it's definitely out of the question for Te'ir on Yom Kippur. So if he wants to be on that Madrega, that every Aveda is like that for him, which that's the true Madrega of a Benini, that's not enough just to remember, to, to, you know, before David, and think about the fact that I have natural love to Hashem, and Mamela, I don't want to separate myself from Hashem. Okay, for that moment, you won't do an Aveda. But what happens a minute later? You'll still have another Taiva and, and it'll be a, a, a full struggle again. The only way to get to the Madreig of a Benini for a regular person is by thinking about the greatness of Hashem and thereby awakening Avas Hashem, a true Avas Hashem that comes from his bananas. Because such an Avas Hashem takes over the whole person. It's an Avas Hashem that you're really involved in it. Your mind is involved in it. Your heart is involved in it. Your, your, whole, your whole being is involved in the greatness of the Eibishter. And that could ultimately change a person Right to become a like we spoke about it. You have to have a shasatfila, all the different things that he spoke about in the previous parakim. But that could eventually, if someone does it right and then he's on a very high madrega, that could bring him to the true madrega of a benini. But someone which is which just has the hidden love, the avamusatanis, and awakens that avamusatanis, remembers that avamusatanis. That's only enough for at the time, at the moment, to deal with the struggle that you have at the moment. Right. But however, this person. That's a masmid betivay and is metsunan betivay. It doesn't have taivas and doesn't have struggles. He, by just remembering the ava mesuteres, the hidden love, could be a full fledged benani. In other words, he also has to remember that he has ava sasha. Because even a person that, let's say, is naturally an intellectual person, only wants to sit and learn and doesn't want to have taivas, etc., what's causing him, let's say, not to go to university and learn Geisha philosophy and, and sit and learn Torah all day? What's causing him to do that? There must be some. Some trigger, some, some, he has, to, he has to have something pushing it. So he has to remember, I'm a Yid, I want to be connected to Hashem. But that is enough, because by nature he doesn't have a big struggle. So that remembrance of that Ava Mesuteres is enough for him to be on a full-fledged Benini, right? Just, uh, just by remembering his natural love to the Abishta. Whereas a regular person can't be a Benini, a full-fledged Benini, just by remembering they didn't love to the Abishta. The only way for him to do that is by being misboinen. And the greatness of Hashem and really awakening full-fledged Ava Vigida to the Ebeshter that comes as a result of his understanding of the greatness of Hashem. Right, so that's, let's say this again. He says like this. He says, this person, Lachin, this person that doesn't struggle, he doesn't need to so much. He needs a little bit to think about that he has an Hashemah and he wants to be connected to Hashem. But he doesn't have to really, really sit and think about the greatness of Hashem. To be able to awaken from his Bina Das, which is connection, in his mind, in order to be able to make sure that he doesn't do in his heart, in order to constantly be a person that does mitzvah. 
mitzvahs and links to the Ebeshter through Talmud Torah. Eladayin loy ba'avah masuteres hashe believe klolis Yisrael. It's enough for him, the general avah masuteres, the hidden love, the natural love that there is to every single yid. Shenikru eyeve shmei that yid not called the lovers of Hashem because they have natural love to the Ebeshter. That's enough for him. V'lochein ene nikra eivet klal. That's why he's not an oivet. Ki avah zuah masuteres ene pulosiv avidasi klal. What's he basing his whole avidas Hashem on? Something natural. True. Naturally, from his Nefesh Bahamis, he's a person that sits and delves in Moscolis. Okay, you're going to say, but that doesn't mean that naturally he sits and learns Torah, like I just said. Maybe naturally he would sit and learn philosophy. But he naturally also has a love to the Abishta. That's also natural. That's the natural Hedekish of the Nefesh is. So all he did was, okay, we give him a little bit of credit. He remembered his natural love. He didn't just let it sleep, be asleep and not think about it at all. But in the end of the day, all he really did was become in touch with his natural reality that he has. He didn't really recreate anything new. He didn't have to fight anything over here. And therefore he's not an Oivadalakim. Right. He's a, he's, this, this av hidden love that he has is a Yerusha. That's something that comes from our Avisenu. It's not something that he really created. And therefore, an Oivad is specifically either someone that struggles or like we're going to see soon, someone that is a massive Teva but awakens the Avas Hashem the Bovavcha in order to go out of his comfort zone and do a lot more than his comfort zone. Right? I'll just uh, finish with a, with a story, famous story. That there was a chassid that came to the Tzemach Tzedek for, and he asked for a bracha that his enakol, his, his grandson, should have a good memory and should be able to remember everything that he sees by the Rebbe and by the great chassidim. And he finished off, Umameila, he'll be a Yiddishamai. That was the lashon that he used, right? This chassid when he asked the bracha. Because by, by remembering all the great things that he sees by the Rebbe and by the chassidim, Umameila, he'll be a Yiddishamai. So the Tzemach Tzedek said to him that it's already 50 years that my grandfather, meaning the Alter Rebbe, the one who wrote Tanya, and my Shver, the Mithil Rebbe, the son of the Alter Rebbe, he says that they're already, and myself, for 50 years were being misyageya that chassidim should be Yiddishamayim through the Ravayda and not B'derech Memeila. In other words, he didn't like the Nusach HaDibrach that you're asking, Memeila he'll be a, a Yerushamayim. Memeila, that's, that's what we're saying over here. In other words, we have to be an Oyvad It's not a Memeila. It has to come through hard work because otherwise, like we explained before, that's your nature. That's not, you're not going out of yourself. It's not, it's, it's, you're tied and you're locked into yourself. It's not enough about the Ebeshter. Things have to come from work, not from Memeila. Okay.